Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, friends. Welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host of the podcast. And as always, I am so grateful that you have chosen to join me again this week. I must say that the overwhelming response from the series for the month of October has been just phenomenal. I've had so many people reach out to me about their take on the four agreements. And I will say some people don't agree with it and some people do. So that that's, I would say for the most part, it has been super positive. But I am just so grateful that you're here this week and hope that you will gain insight for this next episode in this October series and where we will be talking about agreement number one and that is being impeccable with your word. The first agreement, being impeccable with your word. I want us as we go through these next few minutes together, I want to think about why is it so powerful And are you personally aware of the power of your words? And what are some of the ways you've experienced the power of words in your own life? And I want you to think about those questions as we kind of go through. And I hope that if you've read the book or if you're listening to the book, that you will think about that in terms of how has how have words affected you and your life and It's really, really powerful. And why is your word so important or my word so important? And according to Ruiz, the author, because the power of the words is the power to create what you dream, what you feel, and what you really are will all be manifested through your word. It is all connected. And what you say matters. This includes what we say to ourselves as well as what we say to others. Our inner voice is probably one of the most destructive forces because it draws from our own negative core beliefs that we have about ourselves, about not being good enough, not smart enough, not worthy of love, not deserving of happiness, etc. And it plays out in the spoken word. I know that I've said this before, probably multiple times on the podcast, but if you will take a week or some time and just really think about and even jot down your own internal dialogue that's going on with yourselves, you will really see how the spoken word and is played out and think about it. I don't know any of you moms out there, but if you have, if you discipline your kids and you say something, you hear your mother saying it, right? Because the spoken word is so strong. So what does it mean to really be impeccable with your word? From its Latin roots, it means without sin, which is interesting, right? Which Ruiz, he goes on to in the book to explain that a sin is anything that you do which goes against yourself. Everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin. 
And that is so powerful. You go against yourself when you judge or blame yourself for anything. Being without sin is exactly the opposite. Being impeccable is not going against yourself. When you are impeccable with your word, you take responsibility for your actions, but you do not judge or blame yourself. I think I could say that again, because those are powerful, powerful words. Everything you feel or believe or say that goes against yourself is a sin. You go against yourself when you judge or blame yourself for anything. Being impeccable is not going against yourself. I love that. When you are impeccable, you take responsibility for your actions, but you don't judge and you don't blame yourself. It's like, okay, I take responsibility, but I'm not living in shame that I did it, right? That shame thing, oh my gosh, it gets us. It gets me. It's gotten me and uh, for a long time. And so being impeccable with your word, taking ownership, and then I don't want to say moving on because everybody uses that term, but really just keep it moving. I don't know if that's a better word or not. But going against the first agreement, we go against ourselves all the time without even realizing it. We say that we want one thing, right? But then we can do the exact opposite. And because of that, our, our subconscious wants to keep us safe, right? So it will default to what it knows. And then we end up beating up ourselves, wondering why nothing works out. And it's really because we created it with our own thoughts, words, and actions. When we blame others, we are not being impeccable with our words. Angry words directed at someone else, whether they hear it or not, are angry words you use against yourself. Now, I know last week I used the example of me in traffic, which is my, it's my thing. And, you know, I I really think this week I have noticed a switch for me personally in not speaking ill against people that cannot drive. (laughs) Let me just say that, in my opinion, cannot drive. And just releasing it and saying, just not going there, just refusing to go there, because those angry words are ultimately directed against ourselves. They are a reflection of how we feel inside. So if we feel angry, intense, and, and we express it, that's really what we're feeling inside. And it comes from a place of believing you are owed by this person, rather than looking at where you let yourself down. By contrast, real loving words directed at someone else comes from a loving place inside. Angry words never come from a loving place or vice versa. And if we think about loving ourselves, if we think about our relationships, and if we think about our parenting relationships and how complex and complicated they can be, I think that if we come from a place of love 
and we experience a loving heart and a loving mind, then we will see everyone else in that same light. The author, Ruiz, explains that the first agreement that he believes can turn a person's existence from one of a fear-based existence to a love-based. And he talks about how agreeing not to gossip about other people is one of the key elements of being impeccable with your word. And he likens gossip to a computer virus and the person's mind is like a computer. Just as a virus uses the same language as a computer's program, but it has a harmful intent, so does gossip use the same language as the rest of the person's mind, but it has a detrimental effect. So think about it. When a computer virus infects a computer or when gossip infects the mind, it changes the way the computer functions, meaning that the gossip warps the person's way of seeing reality. They start to believe the negative commentary about the other person and they start believing it's true. And then they'll start acting in ways that are ultimately harmful to themselves. And so when a person talks badly about the other, they are implicitly inviting judgment back upon themselves. And I just in my own life have been so I don't know another word being that I was raised in a religious home. I have felt so convicted by this statement where when we gossip and we talk about even if it's in your co-parenting life. So if I gossip and talk about Ava's father in a negative way, and even though I might think it's warranted, right? But that creates judgment and harmful back on me, which and that makes it harder to silence the internal tendencies to judge and berate our own behavior. So we're just turning it back around. There is a quote in the book that is when we see the world through a computer virus, it is easy to justify the cruelest behavior. I think that in with the first agreement of being impeccable with your word, it is more about, for me, about speaking your truth, but speaking it in love, right? And I know that can be really, really hard to do, especially in our parenting and co-parenting relationships. But instead of hiding how we feel, expressing it openly and honestly and it that can be hard, right? Because sometimes it's it might not we might not want to be authentic with whoever if it's our co-parenting partner that we have such a history with of and there's a lot of complicated emotional layers that speaking the truth is often done with sarcasm, with anger, with resentment instead of speaking the truth in love and I feel like that if we do that, we can have emotional freedom. We can have intimacy with other people. I'm not saying our co-parenting and and be very self-accepting of who we are, how we do it. It's all in how we do it. And it's really the key 
to living an authentic life. Finding ways to be impeccable with our word and finding ways to encourage our parenting partner to honor and respect the other co-parenting partner, it's it's only part of the way in which we can be in, impeccable with our word. And I think one for me is not speaking negatively of the other co-parenting partner, even when they do stuff like on a weekly basis or a monthly basis that just gets under our skin, not engaging in negative talk with our best friend, even though, you know, we might say like, oh, it was just a tough day or a week with that person, but really being aware of how much negativity that we're speaking and really trying to be impeccable with your word and speak your truth, but yet do it in a way that is void of anger and malice. There is a famous quote from Gandhi, and it kind of draws on the same idea. And it says, your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values and your values become your destiny. And again, like it is all connected. So choose your words carefully. They are so much more powerful than you think. As you think about being impeccable with your word and what that means for you, and if you're listening or reading the book, one of the ideas that I had is I thought it would be really good if you could grab your journal, you could think about answering some of the following questions. What is something that you're hiding, which is, you might have shame associated with it? What are your fears around expressing it to the other person? When was the last time that you said you would do something but didn't go through with it? An example might be, making plans to do something with a friend, doing the dishes, sending a thank you note, calling a person or a friend. How did or do you feel by going against what you said you would do and not doing it? What is the benefit? Is it a pattern of letting yourself down that is just on autopilot? Or is it an opportunity to punish or to punish yourself or because that's something you're used to? And so I think if you for the next week will really pay attention to your words, both verbal and nonverbal, and you know, that includes your thoughts and thinking about the negative self talk, and write them down. And then also write down when you were impeccable with your words, and you spoke your truth and when you didn't. And I think it might be a good idea to make, I don't know, I'm just thinking of this because of how I do it make two columns, one for time, one for the times that you did have, you went by the agreement, you were impeccable with your word, and then write down the occasions that you did, you didn't. And you can do this at the end of the day or first thing in the morning or reflect on the previous day, however you do it. And if you catch yourself in the act, write it down in the moment if you can. And just think about it. And remember when you're doing this, don't judge yourself. And look for the times when you went against yourself, whether it was in your thoughts, in your words, 
notice that when you're truthful and when you're still trying to hide so that you build awareness. And I'm just going to give you a few examples of something you may write. A friend invited me to an online party, but instead of telling her I wasn't going, I felt kind of weird, to be honest. I don't like those. They bore me and I didn't want to be there. (laughs) So I just said I had other plans. So I wasn't impeccable with my word. I gave an excuse and it wasn't the real deal. That is an example of not being impeccable with your word. Or something with work where someone sends you a rude email and you retort right back. Or yelling at a car that's driving too slow. That would be me. So I think if you will take, those are just some examples that you can use. But if you keep your eyes focused on the words that you use and record them and do it every day, you'll see patterns. And there's also like an exercise that you can do. And you can talk about, tell at least one person you care about how you feel about them. And it will probably be uncomfortable or it should be. And something that you don't normally say, I'm grateful for you. I love your laugh. And take it a step further by picking someone that you don't usually express yourself to, like your co-parent, right? And or your ex-husband's spouse or a friend or a colleague that you're not particularly fond of. And I really think that as you express yourself, find something good in that person, you will see that kind of creates the energy and it will come back around. And I, I really hope that this second episode of this October series has been helpful. And I hope that you will use some of the suggestions that I gave you. If not, I, I hope that you get something out of it. Next week, we're going to be talking about the second agreement, which is don't take anything personally. And those of you that know me intimately know that I never do that. <coughs> cough, cough. Okay, I do. I take everything personal. And it's one of the things that I'm working on. I get very, I'm very sensitive, even though most people that know me, like on the outside, don't think I take things personal. I do. And I'm working on it. But I have some insight to share next week on that that episode. So thank you so much um, for joining me again this week. I am so grateful again. And I hope that this series makes as much of a mark or you remember it or something about it will help inspire you to lead a better life, more personal freedom, and more gratitude. Have a great week, and I look forward to sharing with you all next week. Hey, mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at deborahlenay.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week, 
to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.